Hi, everyone. Next week, I'll be back with fresh new content, but today I'm sharing another encore episode of the Thriving Authors podcast with you. This was originally released as episode 93. It was released this time last year. So maybe you listened to that episode and you'd like to listen to this again as a refresh, or maybe this is your first time hearing it. In this episode, I share four questions to ask yourself on New Year's Eve. So I recorded this in an entirely different season of my life. I recorded this for you originally when I was pregnant with my daughter, uh, Auden, still before I gave birth to her, looking forward into the future. So you'll hear a little bit about that as I'm musing about what 2023 will look like in my life. And um, I hope this episode helps you reflect a little bit on your 2023 and then also be able to shift into 2024 looking ahead with excitement and joy and hope and really kind of this fresh start clean slate so um, I chat a little bit about what you can do to become a better writer this next year, how to decide what things to delegate or take off your to-do list, what you can do to kind of prevent against burnout um, when you're going after something huge like writing a book. And I also share four questions that I ask myself every New Year's Eve. And these questions really help me celebrate myself. You know how big I am about celebrating our wins, every little teeny tiny win. They help me focus, regroup, and set my intentions for the year ahead. Um, You can also download a free PDF that I've created for you with these questions written down if you would like to actually do some journaling around these too. Also, just a quick reminder that my new eight-week program, Your Book Roadmap, we kick off February 5th. And if you feel like you want to get 2024 off to an amazing start, really jumpstart progress on your book, this is like all of my coaching containers. It's really high-touch. Um, small group. You get a lot of personal attention and focus from me, but it's um, over a short period of time. It's only eight weeks. So it's something you can really commit to and carve out time in your schedule for those eight weeks to really be focused on making progress on your book and creating your roadmap ahead for the future. So you are able to move forward on your book with confidence and clarity. Um, And I would just love to cheer you on and kind of hold your hand through that process. Um, I'm giving $100 off to everybody who registers before January 19th. And it's really my most affordable program. Um, I think it's the best value. You still get so much um, coaching and support and personal attention. And it's just a great way to start off your year um, with working on your book. So Just a reminder to nab one of those spots. There's only limited spots because it's a small group container, but you can get yours um, before January 19th with your $100 off. You can learn more at dallaswoodburn.com or you can always message me on social media at Dallas Woodburn Author if you have any questions. Okay, my friends, I am sending you a great big hug and just all of my best wishes for an amazing 2024 that you feel so creative and um, hopeful and energized and excited to see what this new year will bring. I am here cheering you on. So, so grateful to be part of your community. I hope you enjoy this encore presentation.
Hello, friends. Happy New Year's Eve. I'm recording this in advance, but you should be listening to this on, I think it's releasing December 30th. You might be listening to this on actual New Year's Eve, December 31st. And I am just so excited to spend a few minutes with you today, just really soaking up these final hours of 2022 and looking ahead to 2023. I don't know about you, but New Year's Eve just might be my favorite day of the whole year. I love New Year's Eve. I think it is such an amazing milestone and just a nice reminder for us to take a pause, reflect, and look back over the past year, really reflecting on all of the gifts and the surprises and the achievements that we are celebrating in the past 365 days. And then on the other side of New Year's Eve, there's New Year's Day. And I feel like there's just nothing like the blank slate of a fresh new year to really get my motivation and my creativity just up and pumping and excited. So I don't know if that's the same for you. I'd love to hear. I've talked to some friends about this and some of my friends have kind of a hard time with New Year's Eve. Um, But I have put some reflection questions together. These are four questions that I ask myself every year. And I hope they might be helpful for you because I think some of us have, sometimes we have some sadness or some regret or almost like a pressured feeling around New Year's Eve that I think comes from our brains naturally. What is the saying? We overestimate the amount that we can get done in a day and we underestimate the amount that we can get done in a year. I think sometimes when we look back on the year, our brains can be so focused on certain things that maybe we wanted to get done that we didn't get done or things we wanted to happen that didn't happen. Or we think about, um, you know, day by day, like, oh, why didn't I do more of that? A common thing I hear from clients and from people who I talk with in my Facebook group is like, why didn't I make more time to write? Why didn't I get further in my manuscript this year? We can beat ourselves so much over what we didn't do. And I, I actually think New Year's Eve is the perfect time to really celebrate yourself and to celebrate what you have done and the ways that you have moved forward on your dreams. And the first part of moving forward is really recognizing what those dreams are and what is most important to us and carrying that into the new year. Um, before we get feel like we get so weighed down and distracted by other tasks, like really trying to kind of recenter, recalibrate ourselves and focus on what is most important. What do we really want to be celebrating this time next year? What do we really want to focus and put our attention and our hearts towards in this new year in 2023? And so with these questions, I think it's really important to try to answer them honestly, to look at these questions as data points that we're not judging ourselves. We're not having shame or guilt around these questions. We're just looking honestly at our answers, at our data from the past year and using that to help us move forward into the next year with more energy, more alignment, and more motivation. So the main else I talk to my clients about a lot is if you notice feelings coming up, if you have these shoulds in your brain, I should have done more of this. I should have done more of that. In some ways, those are, those can be helpful signals to you of something that is really important to your heart that may be to be more in alignment with yourself in this next year. 
you want to carve out more time for that. And so the one thing I've noticed about writing a book, if you have a big goal to write a book or do a big writing project, is this is a very important task, right? This is something that is part of your legacy. This is on your bucket list. This is something you know will be a transformational process for you that will help you become the next level version of yourself and will also help countless other people who are able to read your book and connect with you and learn from you. But So it's really, really important, but it's not necessarily urgent. Have you seen that graph with urgent and important. So there are some tasks that are very urgent and very important. Those are things almost like fires that we have to put out that clearly we are going to spend our time getting, you know, focusing on those things. So there are some tasks that are urgent, but maybe they're not all that important. I think of email (laughs) as being in this bucket for me, right? They feel very urgent that I have to go onto my email and respond to these emails. But in the grand scheme of things, It's not super duper important. My coach and mentor likes to say, we're all going to die with emails in our inbox, right? It's just always replenishing. And we definitely don't want to just ignore email, but it can be so easy to distract ourselves with that. It's this urgent task that, that it can just be so easy to pour a lot of time into tasks like email um, that maybe aren't moving us forward towards our big goals um, that are really important to us. So then we have If you imagine the two other boxes of tasks that are um, important, let's see, are not important and not urgent. Those are probably things that you should be delegating to someone else or taking off of your list. (laughs) If it's not important and it's not urgent, it's almost like, A, should you be doing it at all? Or B, can someone else do it for you? Or C, can you push it off and do it later? Um, Though sometimes we do get a little bit caught up in that bucket, I think as well. I find myself sometimes doing like busy work that I'm almost like, wait, this isn't even urgent. And this is also, isn't really important. Like why am I sort of spending time doing this? I think sometimes those tasks can feel easier to us. Um, this can be things like consumption, consuming content, learning. It's so important to learn, but I have some clients who it almost becomes like this quicksand where they feel like they always have to just keep learning more and more and more externally, instead of really trusting that the answers are also inside of them, right? So you could pick up one more book to read on the craft of writing, or you could dive in and start writing your book. And so, so many of us, we get caught up in like, oh, I'm going to just buy one more book on writing. I'm going to just listen to one more, you know, workshop about writing or do a little bit more research. So I just really feel like, oh, I'm I know everything, but we're never going to know everything. And that's just a way for us to just keep spinning our wheels and spinning our wheels, as opposed to if we dive in and get started, that's where the most learning happens. That's where the most growth happens. And that's where you really start to recognize you have the answers inside of you already. You don't need to get permission from some external source to tell you that you can write your book. You have to give yourself permission. We want to hear the stories that are inside of you. We want to read your voice. We want to know what comes up for you with your perspective and your ideas and your wisdom. And so it's really, if you notice yourself spending some time in that not urgent, not important bucket, it might be that you really need to kind of fill up your confidence a little bit, look internally and just dive in. 
And so diving in is for our books, they often fall into the important but not urgent category, which I think is why it can be so easy for us to just put them off until later, put them off until later. And then here we are, a whole nother New Year's Eve, getting ready to go into a blank new year. And that's why a lot of people come to me almost having like a crisis of sorts at this time. Like, oh my goodness, it's a whole nother year. I was saying that 2022 was the year I was going to write my book. Here we are in 2023 and I haven't written my book yet. I haven't even started, or maybe I haven't gotten as far as I wanted. And I want to just normalize that a lot and say, it's not your fault. I think the first step is really recognizing this is really important to me. And maybe it doesn't feel urgent. Maybe I don't have these outside sources that are telling me I need to get this done. Maybe I don't have accountability for someone else, right? In the same way with emails, I feel like I need to answer them for someone else. Maybe, you know, it's not urgent like your day job is. It's not urgent like your crying baby is, but it's really, really important. And so we have to try to commit to really carving out time for that important project in our heart little by little over this next year. When you carve out time consistently, it's going to add up. You will just be amazed by how much you can get done over this next year if you really commit to trying to move your book from that box into important and urgent. You're creating an urgency around it. And urgent just means, doesn't mean you have to write your whole book in a day, right? It means that it's urgent and that you are, it's important to you, it's urgent to you. You're carving out the time to work on it every single day or five days a week or three days a week or whatever feels like a schedule that feels um, consistent for you. And so I also want to just share, I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but it really opened my eyes to the power of little bits of time. If you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't think I can write every single day. Um, I want you to just remind yourself, I'm not saying you have to write for an hour every day, even just 15 minutes a day of really checking in on your book makes a huge difference with how you feel connected to it, how you feel inspired, how you're really living your book, you're living out your work, you're living in alignment with your creativity. And so many of my clients, this simple tweak of trying to connect with their book every single day, even if only for 10 minutes, it just changes everything. It makes them feel so much more empowered. It makes them feel like a writer. It makes them feel like they are moving forward on their book and they're excited to connect with their book every day. And I shared this before that I did the math one time after a 15 minute writing session that I had that was shorter than I wanted it to be because my daughter woke up from her nap and I had to go attend to her. So I had to kind of quit early and I only written a couple paragraphs in my novel in progress, but I just had this thought, I wonder how many words that is. Wasn't even a full page, just a couple paragraphs. I did the word count. It was 192 words. And I thought, Hmm, let me just do some quick math. If I did 192 words, five days a week for an entire year, how many words would that be at the end of the year? My friends, it was almost 50,000 words, 50,000 words, which is pretty, which is close to, in some cases, an entire book. And so just really giving yourself the space for your book, even if that's only 15 minutes and giving yourself credit for every single word you get down on paper, every single paragraph, every single sentence, it all adds up. And if we do it consistently, it adds up much more quickly than we would even anticipate. So even if you only write 192 words, five days a week, you'll have your book by the end of the year. 
So I want you to really think about that. Think about in the new year, it can be so, um, it can, it can feel what's the word I'm looking for. Um, enticing, I guess, to just try to make huge changes, like go all in on some big goal we have. And I think that's how a lot of us burn out, right? If I'm not going to the gym ever, and I tell myself, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour every single day on day three, I'm going to be really sore and tired. And I'm not going to want to go to the gym again on day four. And I'm going to maybe give up and stop going, Instead, it's similar with writing your book. If you are not really writing consistently and you have these big ambitions and you tell yourself you're going to write for three hours, you know, every day you're going to wake up early and write your book and do all this. I think it's just so easy for us to burn out because it's like we're trying to shift so much. And also in a lot of those goals, there is um, maybe some fear or some self-doubt kind of wrapped in with that right? Where we think like, oh, well, I have to commit to writing for an hour every single day because I haven't been doing enough and I need to catch up and I'm so behind and blah, blah, blah. And so we come, when we come from that energy, no wonder that when we sit down to write, we feel pressure, we feel shame, we feel guilt, we feel all these negative emotions. It's because we're kind of heaping that onto ourselves just internally with, um, with just these big, uh, habits that we're trying to completely do a 180 on. So I would really encourage you to approach this in a gentle way and to start small and build from there. So maybe start with 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, and really try to approach that writing time from this sense of, of peace, of ease, of excitement, and just wanting to connect with your book and giving yourself so much credit for every single time that you do and seeing how that builds, how, how you can build on that over the year. Maybe you start out in January, just doing 10 minutes a day. And then by February, you're doing 15 minutes a day. All of a sudden we get to June and you're doing an hour a day and it feels fun and it feels light and it feels exciting. So let me know. I'd love to hear what comes up for you around this. And if you have, um, amount of time or word count goal that you want to ease into this new year, into 2023, committing to. I would love for you to share that with me either on social media at Dallas Woodburn Author in our Facebook group, Book Breakthrough Community. I would love to hear what that is for you and be able to cheer you on with that. Okay. So here are my four questions that I ask myself every New Year's Eve to really help me celebrate, focus, regroup, and set my intentions for the year ahead. So if you want to get out some paper, get out a pen, get out your journal, open up a new Google Doc, I'm going to ask these questions. You can even pause the podcast to write down your answers. And I also have this in a PDF that you can download if you would like to see it written out. Um, you can find that. It's on um, thrivingauthorspodcast.com. There's a link there to this episode. and You can download the PDF for free with these four questions listed out. Question number one, how did I make myself proud in the last year? And in particular, how did I make my creative self proud in the last year? So I'd love you to answer just in general, how did you make yourself proud in the last year? Maybe there are things that happened outside of writing that you're really proud of, that you want to celebrate. We want to give ourselves kudos. And I really encourage you to do this without any disclaimers, without any like trying to, I don't know, explain it away or, well, but I didn't do this. I want you to just focus on the celebrating and how you made yourself proud. 
right? So for me, I'm really proud of myself this past year, but I dove into writing this new novel that I'm working on that feels in many ways like a stretch for me. It feels like a challenge. It feels new and different than what I've written before. So I'm proud of myself for carving out even those 15 or 20 minutes a day to work on that. And I'm also proud of myself for learning so much about marketing with launching two books this past year. So it's both the creative generative part that I'm celebrating and being proud of. And then also book launching and the marketing and giving myself a lot of margin with my creative life to recognize I'm probably going to not generate as much new material this year because I'm focusing so much on, I have two books coming out and I really want to celebrate these book babies and give them a lot of my time and attention and be creative in that way of launching these books. And so I'm proud of myself that I took on those projects and also that I gave myself grace and space where I didn't feel burned out with, um, with holding all of that. So what are you celebrating? What kudos do you want to give yourself? I want you to make a list of every single thing that pops into your mind. Maybe this is a project that you started. Maybe this is the number of words that you wrote or pages that you wrote or a writing routine that you established. Maybe it's trying to write something in a new genre. Maybe it's reading outside of your your comfort zone. Um, Anything you can think of related to creativity, your writing, and then just your life in general. So important to give ourselves credit. Question number two, what did I learn or how did I grow creatively in the last year? This is piggybacking off question number one, but we really want to focus on how we are growing year by year, what we are learning. Often learning happens incrementally that it can be so easy to just kind of look past it and not realize and not recognize and celebrate the ways in which we are different now than we were a year before. We have a new perspective. We've, we've learned things, we've grown, we've pushed ourselves. Um, there's so much healing and growth that happens in the creative process and in the writing process. And it can be so easy to just kind of think that we were always at this level where we are now and not to look back and remember where we used to be and how far we've come. And so I found that the creative process is healthiest when we're continually learning and stretching ourselves, when we're pushing ourselves to grow. We're not just writing the same book over and over. We're writing a project that feels tricky sometimes. It feels maybe a little bit scary. Um, We can't control the external, right? We can't control hitting external goals or getting book awards or book sales or accolades or things like that. But we do have control over our internal growth and learning and really nurturing that in our creative process. And so you've heard me say before, and I'll say it again, that the more that I write, the more books that I publish, the more I believe down to my core that the magic really happens in the act of creating. The magic is in the act of writing our books. It's about the journey, my friends. It's even more important than the destination of having that published book at the end. And so really trying to grow every single year, really trying to push ourselves, stretch ourselves, become better writers, which happens by putting our bums in the chair and putting the time in with our projects. Um, I think just really recognizing and celebrating that It's just so important to our joy and fulfillment in the creative journey. And um, it just really, it steamrolls. I mean, I think that's how we become better and better writers is by trying 
new things, stretching ourselves and pushing ourselves. And for me, that's where so much of the excitement comes in as well. Okay, question number three, kind of starting to look ahead. So our first two questions are really looking back. Now we're starting to look ahead into this next year. What project is calling to me that I want to focus on in this next year? And yes, my friends, I want you to pick just one project to give all your time and attention to as you start this new year. Pick one and ask yourself, what might happen if you really eliminate distraction, cast away your fears and doubts and go all in on this one project? Even you can, if if this gives you a little bit of the heebie-jeebies because you like to be working on multiple projects at once or you have a lot of ideas, I would love you to even just try this as like a 30-day challenge or what 31-day challenge the month of January, trying to really just focus in on one and see what happens. See what unfolds if you really give one project all your time and attention. I've, I, I saw this um, illustration once. It's in this great book called Essentialism, and I need to look up the author's name. But it's a picture of, if you imagine like a circle in the middle, and then all of these little tiny arrows coming out of the circle almost looks like a sun with a whole bunch of rays, little tiny arrows. And that is what it's like when you're working on a whole bunch of different things at once. You're making little progress in all of these different projects, which is great. And some of us like to work that way. But I would love you. I, I think also, I think it can be great for some writers, but also I think it can be a recipe for feeling burned out or feeling frustrated because we're not actually finishing any one of these projects. I have so many people that come to me that say, oh, I have all these half finished manuscripts on my computer and I've never been able to like commit and actually finish one of them, which can be really discouraging and disheartening. So instead, the other illustration in this book is a circle and there's just one arrow coming out of it super, super long and big because all of the energy is focused on one direction. It's like if you combined all those tiny little arrows into one, just one arrow going so much further. And so that's what happens. I believe when we really commit and focus in on one project, um, even just for a month at a time, um, I just think our brain is able to really focus, settle in, we eliminate, we don't distract ourselves with other shiny new ideas. We're really focused in on this one project. And I would bet that if you close your eyes for a second and put your hand on your heart and listen to yourself, that there is one project that kind of rises to the top that's calling for your attention that really wants to be birthed now. And so reminding yourself that you have time and space For the other projects too, they're not going anywhere. You can create this parking lot where you write down ideas that come to you for these other projects, but to give yourself permission, even if it feels a little scary, to really hone in and focus on this one project. How far can you get on this project if you were to just go all in on it? And I would love to hear what emotions come up for you when you think about going all in on one project, when you think about really committing to this and and actually doing it. Sometimes there are surprising mm, fears, doubts, negative emotions that can come up when we actually commit to doing this thing we've been telling ourselves we want to do for so long. I coach a lot of clients through getting towards the end of their book projects, and it can be really hard to let go of our books. 
um, that kind of makes to me seem similarly as going all in on this one idea that we're most excited about. It can feel a little bit um, scary sometimes. It can feel vulnerable um, to actually feel like maybe I could realize this dream that has been in my heart for so long. Like, what if I actually did this thing? So I'd love to talk to you about this more. If this is bringing up any emotions in you, um, that you'd like to talk through, please send me a message. We can hop on the phone and um, for just a quick 30 minute free call to kind of talk through some of this stuff. Cause I think when we get in, down into the heart of these emotions, these fears, these doubts, these are often what we do to self-sabotage ourselves to prevent ourselves from actually reaching our big goals that we have. And so when we're able to actually recognize, talk through things that come up, it can just clear the way so beautifully for us to um, make more progress than we ever had imagined. Okay. And my last question, piggybacking off question number three is what is one small creative practice that I commit to cultivating in this next year? What is one small creative practice that I commit to cultivating in this next year? This is trying to really replenish ourselves get into a habit of refilling our wells. This goes hand in hand with what I was talking about earlier about trying to commit to your writing time, even if just 10 minutes every single day and trying to grab, you know, kind of ease into that gradually. This is something that goes hand in hand. This should be a creative practice that nourishes you. Something that gets you excited about creating, something that gets you excited about writing. So a lot of my clients will talk about, oh, I'm feeling a little bit disconnected from my book. I'm feeling like my motivation is kind of ebbing right now. And often this is the magic sauce. This is the missing piece. This is what they've sort of um, kind of forgotten to be cultivating is something that really lights you up creatively something that makes you feel alive, something that makes you feel connected to yourself, connected to, to your creativity. So some examples would be reading a poem every morning when you first wake up. I love reading poetry. It always, I am not very talented at writing poetry, but I love reading poetry and it often gets my brain sort of going in this, um, in a new, in a new way. And, and kind of, it feels like I'm connecting with this, higher level version of my like creative self by just giving myself a little bit of poetry every morning or every lunchtime. Maybe that would help you. Um, maybe going for a walk, going for a walk outside of nature, not having your phone, not having your earbuds, just going for a walk yourself and nature and just letting your thoughts wander. Maybe it's waiting until 11 a.m. to check your email every day. If that's something that would be doable for you with your, with your lifestyle or your day job. Often, like I don't mean this whole episode to be like against email. Email has many important uses and I love connecting with people over email, but I think sometimes it can really hijack our creative time. So maybe it's waiting to check your email, not reaching for your phone first thing in the morning. Maybe it's creating a playlist for your writing time and listening to that specific playlist every time you sit down to work on your book. So just thinking about what is one small creative practice that you can commit to really cultivating in this new year? How would your life be different if checking in with you this time next year, you've really, you've done this creative practice every single day. Like how would you be feeling at the end of a whole year of that? How inspired will you be? How lit up will you be? How excited will you be about creating? 
So really giving yourself permission and time to brainstorm and just daydream about, you can make a whole list about ideas that come to you of what would really make you feel kind of lit up and excited with your creative self and, um, you know, pick at least one to try to start integrating into your day. I would love to hear what comes up for you around this. I think it's so fun to share ideas and to brainstorm together. So please share this if you, if you would like in the book breakthrough community, Facebook group, or share with me on social media. I would love, love, love to hear. So those are my four questions for you today, friends. I am sending you a great big hug and just all of the good wishes about everything that you are doing, everything that you held, everything that you gave this past year, just really recognizing that in you and giving yourself just so much kudos and love for that. Like you were holding a lot and you were doing a lot and I'm really proud of you. I see that in you. Um, And then also looking ahead to this next year, I'm really excited. I'm so excited to see what unfolds for you. I'm excited to hear about your journey in these next few months and the rest of this year. And you know that I'm always just um, social media away or, you know, a tag away, or you can email me through my website. Um, just, I would love to hear, um, what your goals are for this next year, what your answers are to these questions so I can cheer you on and just hold you accountable and, um, and be here for you. One more final thing. If you are, if this resonates with you, if you are looking for something to help you in this next year, birth your book. If you want help bringing your book from that important but not urgent box up into the important and urgent box, if you want help really carving out time and bringing in these creative practices to help nurture yourself and celebrating your wins and feeling more motivated to write and growing creatively, if all of this sounds like something that your heart is screaming out, yes, this is what I need for 2023. This is what I want. I invite you to join the wait list for my next round of Thriving Authors Academy. We are starting up in April. You have, it'll be just the perfect timing for you to really get kind of grounded into this new year and, um, and know that support is coming for you for six beautiful months of um, weekly personalized support and a small group of just uh, amazing individuals who are also working on their, their books, who will be this community for you, your sisters, your writing sisters, just helping motivate you and encourage you forward on your book. If that is something that is resonating with your heart, I just really encourage you to give yourself that gift in 2023 to really um, move forward on your book and have this be the year that everything shifts and everything changes. Um, And so I encourage you to join the wait list. You can find all the information at thrivingauthorsacademy.com or just shoot me a message and I'll send you all the info. Like I said, it's a small group programs. There are limited spots available. And um, if you join the wait list, you will know right away when the doors open to enroll. And you will also get a bonus session, one-on-one session with me just by joining the wait list. So you can do that again at thrivingauthorsacademy.com. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to send me a message, but I just really, really encourage you to think about if this is something that is on your heart for this next year, 
please think about investing in support for yourself. You don't have to do this alone. And I would just be so honored to be able to be your book coach, be your book doula, helping you give birth to this book and to have you join this such a special, special community of women who are part of Thriving Authors Academy, just really um, it's magical. I can't even ex- describe it to you in words, just the um, atmosphere, the support, the way that just this momentum is created that is truly magical, just with everybody moving forward on their books and encouraging each other together. So I hope that I hear from you. I love to have you on the wait list for that. So you will know right away when the doors open and you can snag your spot and your bonus. Okay, everybody, well, happy, happy new year celebrating you. Have a safe and fun day. And here's to an amazing and creative and beautiful 2023.